Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the oops, crikey, welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke and D-A-D, and I'm joined this week not by Denise Salcedo because she is in Las Vegas for Money in the Bank. Instead, I am joined by from London, Tempu Tiugio. Tempest, how are you? Boom, 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 clap. I'm doing well. How are you, Luke? I'm doing really good, but I'm doing really, really good. Uh, tomorrow, you got your first in-person podcast with, uh, well, first in-person SmackDown Rampage review. Of course, you and mm. Pete did the review for Forbidden Door. How um, how did you find doing a show uh, in person as opposed to as we are currently doing in the in the back in the Thunderdome era? <laughs> I mean, yeah, doing it in person is indeed much easier. I find, you know, just being able to bounce off someone in a more conversational way than you're just, you know, you're having a Skype call with them. And, and it's just much more personal to sit across from someone and have a conversation than, than do it this way. Not that I can't enjoy also doing it this way, because of course we can fiddle with the back end and play with things and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I knew that it would be uh, an easy adjustment to make because I knew it would be like, more fun, more energizing, all that sort of stuff. And uh, sure enough, it was. Yeah, it, it is much easier, like, doing it in person. Uh, I suppose people will be asking, like, well, why don't you do this one in person? Because you're both now in the same country. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny, like, I got a message from Denise when I got home from work yesterday. Actually, it wasn't even when I got home from work yesterday. It must have been a sort of, like, 8, 9 o'clock. She just messaged me being, like, uh, she was asking me questions about, like, invoicing and stuff for the Quizzle Mania that she did. And then she's like, also, just a reminder, like, I'm not there tomorrow because I'm in Vegas. I'm just about to fly out to Vegas, so I'm not going to be doing the show tomorrow. And I was like, I don't remember you telling me this. Or if you did, <laughs> I have completely forgotten. I should have thought about it. I should have seen it coming because I knew she was going to Vegas. I knew she was going for Money in the Bank. I think, though, that I'm pretty sure her plan was to go out on Saturday and, mm. like, fly out for the show. But they're doing all the media stuff today. 
mm-hmm. which is why she is like, which is why she's not on the show. So either she did tell me in advance, or she didn't tell me in advance, and she's just now being like, oh yeah, no, I definitely told you. I definitely told you. Mm-hmm. Just praying, praying upon me being it. Because if you remember, if anyone listened to last week's show, we were talking about how the fact like, hey, we're back together again. We're going to be doing the next couple of weeks and then I'll probably be off for a week because I'm off next Friday. So I'm not doing the show with her next Friday. So, uh, but yeah, no Denise this week, unfortunately. I mean, actually, mm-hmm. it's okay. I've got you here. Yeah. Yeah. Team uh, Lupest Fiasco. <laughs> Team Lupest the Third. Yes. I like that. Um, Lupus. <laughs> I never played any of the Professor Layton games. Yeah. I was I was a big Phoenix Wright guy, but I never played any of the Professor Layton games. And they did the Professor Layton Phoenix Wright crossover game. And mm. I never played that either, even though I'm a big, big, big Phoenix Wright fan. Like I'm a huge Phoenix Wright fan. I've got wow. like the books, I've got all the CDs, I've got like the the, the anime series. Uh, the the live action movie. I when I was a student, the third game hadn't come out in the UK yet, but I knew that the Japanese one had an English uh, language selection on it, so I imported mm. it over from Japan so I could play the third game, and I absolutely loved it, and I, cr- I crushed it as well because it's a fabulous game. Wonderful, absolutely wonderful. It's funny. I always like associate the Phoenix Wright games and the Professor Layton series like they to me it's almost like they're the same thing almost just because of how linked they are in my mind now i don't even know why i just they're just linked to each other yeah yeah i'm pretty sure actually my copy i had of trials and tribulations which is the that the third or the second one or is injustice for all the third one i can't remember which order they go in now i think injustice for all is the Mm. second one uh that was my i got that i imported that from america because the first two Phoenix Wright games in Japan didn't have English language options. Only the third one did. Uh, mm. But the first one I had was the the UK, the, the European release of it. And I picked mm. it up from like a secondhand shop just because I had heard some people talk about it uh, like online and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll give this a go. And I don't think I fully got it at first. Like it took me mm. a little while to kind of like get into it and like work out how the game is played. Like I guess it's a lot of tapping and stuff, but I thought it was a case of like, you know, it's it's showing the evidence at the right point so mm. you can't just be like go into a trial and be like i'm going to show this evidence. like this is literally the murder weapon with the fingerprints on it i need to show you that and just win the case you've got to show mm. that at the right time so i didn't yeah. fully get it to me like you know I, I lost the first time around because i didn't get it but then like i got it and then i was hooked and i <laughs> completed that series that trilogy so many times did it on the ds um i've done it on the playstation because they did the re-release of it then i got the ios trilogy pack as well and completed it on there it, i oh tempest maybe i'm actually might just restart them again i might yeah. boot up my ipad and i might just start redoing them again because i've got uh bloody apollo justice and i don't like mm-hmm. it i do not like apollo justice but i do like me some phoenix rights so maybe i'll just yeah. go back and play that original trilogy again yeah why not you know why not yeah. go for it why not? Make, make yourself happy with like so i mean because you're now here like have you brought any of your like gaming stuff with you or is that like still over in canada i brought my switch with me and my various switch games the rest of my gaming stuff is in canada and i'm thinking of either having that sent or making that part of the next trip when i and when i go home and come back uh during Mm. the summer um it has been on my mind though, because I mean, this week and if, like, of course, this month, like, 
I'm probably not going to have a whole lot of time to sit down and play PlayStation and stuff, right? Like a, a little bit busy, a little bit busy with other things. But yeah, I'm definitely not going to go two years without the PS5 that I spent <laughs> $700 on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm um I'm looking to because I don't know where any of my DS stuff is, so I may mm. look to buy myself a secondhand DS because at a live show I did in January, uh, one someone who came to it gave me a copy or lent me their copy of Castlevania uh, Dawn of Sorrow, and uh, it's just been sat on my desk unplayed yeah. thus far. Like Harriet Manga Girl lent me this, and I still haven't played it. And basically, it's been sat Harlot. here. Wait, it's been sat here waiting for me. Yes, Harlot to marry Manga, waiting for me to get hold of a DS so I can play it. Um, <laughs> so I basically have it there as a reminder to actually like get off my keister and go and get one sorted. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm ever gonna play my DS again. It'll be tough. Like my my 3DS is pretty jank at this mm. point. It's because it, I got it at launch. Oh yeah. And. I got I got my 3DS at launch and it just like died stopped working like 2 months in. You know, like no idea why I would just open it, press the button and it would freeze whenever I'd try and boot up a game. So I was mm -hmm. like, all right, this is a problem. So I sent it away. Got another one sent to me by Nintendo, totally free. They just like either fixed it or sent me a new one or whatever. And from there until now, I've never gotten it replaced. I've never got another one. So that's like an 11-year-old 3DS now. And it's like chipped off and like the corners are kind of oh, missing. Yeah. The thumb Beautiful. pad is missing. It's a proper like falling apart old system that still works. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Like, I found all of my old stuff like at my folks' house. I thought it was lost to time. Like I thought it was completely mm -hmm. gone because all my parent my parents had told me that it was in a storage facility and it wasn't there. And I was like, well, I guess it's lost. Mm -hmm. it turns out they'd already moved it to their new house and they put it in the shed. So I found it all again. So I found like my original Game Boy, like I had when I was mm -hmm. uh, a kid in the nineties. And that is like it's so yellow and orange and dirty and mm -hmm. gross. So I'm gonna I'm that's gonna be a project I want to undertake is to do a big clean of that. Um, but yeah. I don't know if my DS was in there. Um, I'm pretty sure my GBA was in there, but my DS, because I had the, the gray, the big fat gray DS first, and then I got the DS Lite <laughs> when that came out. I used to work in a video game shop at launch for the DS and stuff. So I was like, as soon as they would, one would come in, like we would, I, I would, you know, I bought one and bought the lights. Um, so if I haven't got it there, I'm going to see if I can find one second hand on eBay because I could probably pick it up for about 15 quid and I just, that'll do me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tempest, let's get into the main portion of this show, talking about Logan Paul, because not only is he back, he's back and in pog form. Here is the show. This came out yesterday, announced on uh, his own social media account that uh, Logan Paul has signed with WWE. This is what WWE themselves wrote about it on WWE.com. Logan Paul is officially back after signing a WWE contract earlier this week. The YouTube megastar took to social media to break the news and share photos of his visit to WWE headquarters. Uh, Paul didn't waste the opportunity in also delivering a message to The Miz following their run-in at WrestleMania. 
Paul teamed with the A-lister at the Showcase of the Immortals, only to have the Miz drop in with a skull-crushing finale following a win over the Mysterios. After speculation they may want to team again, Paul made it clear that he's out for payback at SummerSlam. Stay tuned into WWE Digital for more updates following the blockbuster signing. So, this is apparently a quite a big deal as well. It's like a multi-year deal that he has signed with WWE. I don't think he's going to be on every Raw or every SmackDown. He's certainly not going to be on every premium live event. But he has signed with WWE for like a, a extended amount of time. So this is not just a random cameo appearance for a celebrity anymore. He is a WWE mm. signee. What do you what do you make of the news? Man, Rob Gronkowski did really well when he got signed. Now, okay, I, I just, I just, I just. Rob Gronkowski, uh, I think, found out that this was probably a little bit harder than than he had anticipated. And Logan Paul's already kind of proven that he can do this at some level and not make a fool of himself more than usual. You know mm. what I mean? And I can't really be mad at them for this because this is what they want to do. They want their their goal right now is to find celebrities who can play wrestlers instead oh, yeah. of just build wrestlers into celebrities. It's like the athletes thing that they've got going on. Yeah, yeah. And this is probably one of the ones that I think has the better shot at working because we've already seen that Logan Paul has some ring presence. He can... Put on a show. You know, he is a showman, if nothing else. And, hey, I mean, I'm not looking forward to a SummerSlam match with The Miz by any <laughs> means. But if you're able to put him in there with people like Rey Mysterio, like, yeah, they might be able to get something out of him. It's just how long of how long term of a return of an in, on investment are you really going to get out of something like that? And I think that's the question that's going to end up being asked for, like, the next couple of years. I think so as well. And I think it's a case of, like, Logan Paul's success in WWE is kind of dependent on the company itself as opposed to him as a yeah. person. Like, I, I, to put this out there, I really have no dog in a fight when it comes to Logan Paul because I've never seen a thing that Logan Paul has done outside of mm. the match he had at WrestleMania with The Miz. It's the very first thing I've ever seen Logan Paul do that's not WWE related. Like, well, actually, that is... Like, Anything WWE related is the only stuff I've ever seen him do. Never seen him do a YouTube, never seen him do a TikTok, never seen him do a boxing. I've never seen him do a nothing. So, like, I've got real no dog in this fight. I don't know what he's like. I've heard he's a bit of a tool, but I've, not, I've got no evidence to, to back that up. All I know is that he looks like one and he wears Pokemon cards. That's about the extent of my knowledge of, of Logan Paul. But, like, he, I think that this, this push of him is sort of like, indicative of what WWE are actually looking for. So I, I thought it was interesting because I, a friend of mine, uh, Chris Scullion, who is a, a video games journalist, an excellent video games journalist as well, and a, a wonderful author of the SNES, NES, Mega Drive um, encyclopedias and stuff. He's currently working on a few others. Go and check him out on uh, Scully1888. Uh, he put up a tweet yesterday after the news broke that said, I cannot stand Logan Paul, which is what grudgingly makes him a perfect signing for wwe it's been a long time since wwe had a heel that people legitimately dislike and i was the one who then had to break the news to him i was like you'd be right chris only they see him as a baby face and they are pushing him <laughs> <laughs> yeah there yeah. is also that now isn't there 
and that's oh, which is going to be my was going to be my question of this is because like when they've brought Logan Paul in as a babyface, he's been booed out of the building. However, I can imagine WWE suits and creative and stuff. They look at his social media numbers and his YouTube subscribers. And they're like, "Well, kids must love him. Like the uh, the fans must love him. They can't possibly boo this man. He's a mega celebrity. So that's why they push him as a babyface." Yeah. It's a weird, like, chicken and the egg kind of scenario where it's like, well, you want to attract kids and, you know, impressionable 13-year-olds, and that's that's Logan Paul's uh, demographic, I, I would guess. I don't know. I haven't done an in-depth look into Logan Paul's, uh, you know, his YouTube analytics. Hire me, Logan Paul. I'll do your admin. But <laughs> I don't think... I'm looking for a job. You've just moved here. Like, we've already <laughs> given you a job. Please, Luke. I'm still, <laughs> still a starving art student. <laughs> At heart, anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I don't even know if those people look at him as, like, yeah, Logan Paul, a baby face, or if they watch him just to see what he does. Like, I don't know if people buy the Paul brothers boxing pay-per-views to see them win, mm. you know, like you just want to see the spectacle of whatever nonsense they do. That's I right. Think yeah. is, that's my theory at least. So I think them pushing him as a baby face is just them once again, not having their finger on the pulse because he's very clearly Better at being a heel is the thing. Whether so you want good. to attract people with him on the show or not, he is better cast as a heel. He's unlikable. So use it. That's, Put him on TV and make him the most unlikable people. Because, I mean, yeah, if, if there's anything that's going to make me want to see Logan Paul in a wrestling ring, it will probably be seeing him get his ass kicked. So build that up and have that be the point. I, I kind of agree with you on that one. Like it's they they brought him out as a heel a couple of times they, for the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens feud last year at, at WrestleMania, and people were like, oh yeah, no, he was a heel, right? But then he did a I, he was doing a something last summer. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was another boxing thing. I don't quite remember. And they brought him out as a babyface to be like this huge, like, oh my god, look, it's Logan Paul, and they're going to do this big babyface segment. And he was booed out of the building. I remember like doing the review of it at the time, being like, I can't see how this company doesn't see this guy and look and be like, oh yeah, next time we bring him in, he needs to be a heel because the crowd boo him. No matter where we bring him out, the crowd always boo him. So when they I can't brought him out, the WWE sees this guy as a babyface. I can't, well, yeah. I, I can't believe it. Haven't heard then, this like, before. But like, but they may also be like, you know, WB fans, like wrestling fans, yeah. they'll come around to it, right? So like they bring him back for, for WrestleMania this year and they team him with the Miz. And then we were doing shows that were like genius. Like that is a perfect person mm. to team Logan Paul with. Two Hollywood doing big Bucky O'Hare ears for, for podcast listeners, two Hollywood douchebags. Neither of them have got a foot in Hollywood at all, but they, you know, present themselves as these A-list douchebags. And put those two together, amazing stuff. Perfect together. And then they had that match of WrestleMania against the Mysterions, which was absolutely banging. To his credit, Logan Paul was awesome in that match mm -hmm. a superb celebrity match bad bunny levels of being an awesome celebrity match mm -hmm. and i was like that's great what a great use of logan paul a great use of the miz this is literally the only thing the miz is good for in wwe so kudos to the company for getting this done and then the miz turned on him and i thought 
Ah, oh, man, we're back to square one again of this company thinking he's a huge baby face because he's got like 3 million subscribers on YouTube and 6 million followers on Twitter and all of these deedly dee social media numbers where, you know, that people must like him. But I think you're right. Like, I think the reason why uh, Logan Paul has this kind of attraction or has this sort of following is less for people like him, more people want to see what he's going to do next. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen someone point out in the comment, like, what is uh, Logan getting out of this? He doesn't need the money of the platform. He's rich, and he is now doing side quests with life. He, could do, He's he, like, he wants to do it. Yeah. He could do whatever yeah, why he wants. Wouldn't you? Why wouldn't <laughs> you You were given the option of signing a WWE contract. They're like, we'd love to have you. Please, here. We'll let you His do what you money. want to do. Here's money to come and be on TV and be at WrestleMania I would and wear a ridiculous outfit always. with a Pokemon card in the thing. Always like, gonna have featured matches yeah. and the pay-per-views that he's on because he'll always be on WrestleMania, he'll always be on SummerSlam, he'll probably be in the Rumble. Like he's gonna be yeah. in those big fours. Like maybe he'll yeah. be in Money in the Bank next year. Like that'll be sort of like the extent of it. He's yeah. not gonna win Money in the Bank, they're not gonna put the title on him, but he is a guy that they can I mean. Well, maybe we'll fantasy book that in we'll a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, Adam, how Adam would book Logan Paul as WWE champion? In fed, Adam turned to me the other day and he was like, Luke, I've done every fantasy booking thing. What do you want me to do next? Because that's how it works in the office every time. When people say, like, how does Adam come up with his ideas? He turns to me and says, what haven't I done or what could I do? And I'd be like, here are five ideas. And he'll just pick mm -hmm. one of those. Like, yeah. next time he asks, I'm going to say, fantasy book, Logan Paul, WWE champion see how we can get around that um <laughs> but like yeah i, I think but yeah if you ask him the question like why are you doing this then like if he's always like to. oh you know when i was a kid i always wanted to wrestle for wwe now he's doing it and he doesn't even have to do yeah. the full schedule and stuff so it's even probably better for him uh but I, I wonder if there's a line in the movie i don't know if anyone has seen this movie it's a movie called private parts it's actually funny enough this mm. is the second time in two days that this movie has come up it's the <laughs> it's the howard stern biopic so I was talking about how it's done on uh, what's on at Cineworld Cine uh, Cinemas because uh, he leaked the news that he's going to be in the Doctor Doom movie, right? And um, not as Doctor Doom, thankfully. But uh, in the movie Private Parts, there is a bit when the radio station that he's on hates having him on there because he's going on there and doing all of his controversial stuff. And they're going through the listening figures. And they're like, 50% of the people that listen to this show and they was like, well, why do they like it? It's like, because they want to see what he's going to do next. And they're like, well, okay, well, I don't want to hear about the people who like him. What about the people that hate him? Why do they listen? And like, because they want to see what he's going to do next. And I wonder if that's what Logan Paul's following is. It's not just a case of that people like him. It's just that, hey, what's what wacky nonsense is he going to do next? WWE is the next step of that. But that doesn't mean that everybody likes him. Yeah. And that, to me, is the biggest deal here just this would be a successful signing right off the bat if he was just a heel i'd be like you can't you already have not a top heel because i wouldn't put him in the main event of a pay-per-view to go 20 minutes with whoever yeah but that's a pretty yeah but that's a pretty big asset to have that's a big heat generator and I don't know. I don't know why they have such a hard time figuring out what people like in a hero, in a protagonist. They've never gotten it. They never understand why people like heroes, what makes heroes get over. They've never understood it. 
So this doesn't really surprise me, but hopefully, hopefully they'll come out on Raw or, or SmackDown maybe or whatever and just be like, yeah, nerds, suck it. Look at all this money I'm making. Ah, I'm living your dreams. And I'll be That's like, all right, we're cool. We're back on track. No Absolutely. problem. But that needs to happen first. Well, that, but unfortunately, it's not because as we uh, we kind of know from this, based on the attack that, that he did at WrestleMania and Miz's promo that he did on Raw, where he was like, "Me and Logan Paul are going to be a tag team again at SummerSlam," even though Kevin Patrick was like, uh, "But you turned on him at WrestleMania," and he's like, "No, no, no!" Like it's a teaching lesson and things like that. So we're heading towards Logan versus Miz at WrestleMania, right? With Logan being the babyface. So we're already like, we're fighting a losing battle here because I just think what's going to happen is the local Paul is going to get booed out of the building and the Miz is going to get cheered. And that's not quite the reaction you want to have. The first suppose my next question though is like, where do we go from there? Say for example, say for the sake of argument, WWE are keeping him as a baby face because likely they will. He's a celebrity, ergo he has to be one. Where do we go next with a Logan Paul? I mean, well, if he's a babyface, clearly with like Damian Priest or something, because he is just the celebrity. You you go wrestle the celebrity man. Oh no, no, Tempest, that's where you are wrong, sir. Because the Ooh. next step after Baron Corbin, sorry, the next step after oh. the Miz is a Baron Corbin. That's yeah. the next. Because look at Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin lost his feud to Madcap Moss quite decisively and kept losing his feud with Madcap Moss. And what did Madcap Moss get out of it? absolutely nothing what did baron corbin get out of it a featured match at SummerSlam against pat mcafee because that's baron corbin is just smackdown miz so like that's the next that's the next step for this i hate the show <laughs> <laughs> tell like i this is not the baron corbin rant session but if someone if someone could tell me how we're getting Tommaso Ciampa and Judgment Day and whatever else on main event, but every week we need to fit in a happy talk segment. Because he's Baron Corbin. He's he's good he's at what they got their he... balls in a vice, and he's just milking them for all they're worth. He is oh, a I perfect, don't get he's a perfect WWE wrestler. Like that's yeah. what he is. Like WWE yeah. is the two and a half star machine. And that is what Baron Corbin does best. It's why The Miz is so successful there. Nothing against yeah. them for that, by the way. I actually, I rate that as a positive on both of them. And like, yeah, they, good for them. Good, great for them. And also those two, if they ever left those WWE boards, people were like, oh my God, they would tank anywhere else. No, they would flourish anywhere else. If you took a Baron Corbin and put him in AEW, he would be the biggest heel in that company. He would get the most heat anyone has ever got in that company and would then have off the back of that some of the best matches going to be people with, who are way better at working than he is having a mate like getting the best matches out of him i don't have any doubt that because the level of the roster is so high that they could get that but i'm like is baron corbin really going to be able to pull like 95 mick foley ecw <laughs> psychology off in aew it. he probably could you know where it was like mick foley would get people down and put them in a rest hold and they'd be like boo oh, we baron know Corb you're better than that baron corbin would do rest hold he would make a rest hold such a thing right but i like yeah it would be different it, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be worse it's just different because like it's like the thing with mick was like i know you're better than this mick you're a good you're a good wrestler you could do more than a rest hold 
Whereas with Baron Corbin, it's like, why is this guy doing rest holds in my company? He would have the same matches he's having now. Yeah, like, exactly. The exact same matches. <laughs> he would like go against the ropes, ooh, and a punch. And then over oh, against the ropes, ooh, and I'll throw a punch. And then headlock central. And he'll have a whale of a time. He'll get mega heat for it. More heat than he'd get in WWE for it. Anyway, we've gone yeah. off topic here. Like, I could rant about Baron Corbin some more if we want, because you're right. Like, Why do we always need happy talk segments? We're going to have another one tomorrow, Tempest, because he's in a few with Pat McAfee now. Um, but like, this kind of brings up the bigger question, right? So like, the three matches that we've got announced for SummerSlam thus far, at least that we know of, is Roman Reigns versus Brock for the Undisputed Championships. It's Pat McAfee versus Baron Corbin. And it's The Miz versus Logan Paul. So that's, like WrestleMania, three celebrity matches ostensibly, because like there's a part-timers in, in Roman and Brock, it's the celebrity match with Pat McAfee, and it's the celebrity match with Logan Paul. I think we are just looking at, like I said, you know, last earlier this year, WrestleMania is now just looking to be the celebrity special, because they'll yeah. just bring celebrities in and stuff. I think we may now be looking at a world where that's also what SummerSlam is. Maybe. It's entirely possible. And, like, I mean, again, it's not the kind of wrestling that I personally enjoy. I think that Pat McAfee, when put with a, a good opponent, has had good performances. And similarly with Logan Paul, I thought he did very well against Rey Mysterio. And, man, I just don't know how often you can do these celebrity things before they start to lose their their luster a little bit that's the one right like if you yeah. do if you do a logan paul match and a pat mcafee match at every wrestlemania and every SummerSlam, do they then start to lose their appeal yes i think they will and even, like they're not all going to be bad bunny bad bunny was not the rule he was the exception to the rule that he was fantastic and Again, we're now getting Logan Paul against The Miz. This match could just be awful. And then we might be going a different tune to, to Logan Paul in WWE for two to three years and celebrity matches three or four times a year. Like, all of a sudden, if they're not doing this properly, like, this could all work. This could work if they did it right. It's just, are they going to do it right? Are they going to put these guys with people who are going to be able to carry them and protect them and make them look good in defeat or in or in victory? Because, again, you can look good in defeat and bad in victory, and WWE's not great at balancing those every once in a while. So they there's a big possibility that this could work. I just don't have that faith in WWE that over a long period of time this won't be a disaster, you know? The more, I, the more I look at this, the more I think I've kind of started to figure things out a little bit. You know, yeah. we always talk about how WWE can't build stars. Yeah. Like they, just, they just, they seem to have a real knack for, exactly. They have been unable to build stars. So now they're just buying stars. Like yeah. that's, and that's it. They are just buying celebrities, getting celebrities signing up. And then those are the new stars. Uh, you know, they were talking about like, Sean made this point on uh, the Fightful review of Raw, and I, I, I brought this up with Sullivan because I, I agree with it so, so much, which is that if WWE tried half as much of... If WWE put half as much effort into the presentation they did of John Cena on anyone else on their roster, they would have stars every single week. Like, yeah. they did so much... They put so much effort into making John Cena feel like a big deal. 
on Monday's Raw. And you don't even have to work that hard with John Cena. They put so much effort into him. And they never put any of that effort into any of their new guys, like any of their current stars. It's like they would have so many stars that they could rely on. And they wouldn't have to keep then relying on a John Cena to come back to bump ratings and try and move pay-per-view numbers. And I think we're now in a period of time where they're not doing it with any of their stars. They're just like, well, cool. We'll just bring in the celebrities. And the celebrities will bring us the Peacock subscriptions. And the celebrities will bring us the rating bumps instead. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have as much of a problem with it if it was like bringing in the celebrities, because those are external from WWE. You can bring them in. That's always kind of been the thing in WWE. Mr. T was in the main event of the first WrestleMania. I don't have a problem with that. The John Cena thing, though, it makes this company look so low rent and desperate whenever one of theirs make it. And they're like, I'm not going to hang out with them anymore. And the one time a year they come around, they're like, oh, my God, he's back. Look at our guy. Oh, my God. They threw a friggin' birthday party for The Rock, and he didn't even say thank you. They're so, so far below the cultural landmarks of, like, anything else right now that when you get a Rock or a John Cena, they're so desperate to be like, hey, that guy that's in Hollywood, that that's our guy. Instead of just trying to make more guys that will be fit to go to Hollywood. Not to say that they want them to leave, but build them up to be on similar status with the John Cena or the Rock. I Dude, Logan Paul will get that presentation. When he yeah. comes back to Raw, like, I mean, he'll probably be on Raw next Monday. He will get that level of, like, of adulation and reaction from, like, WWE. Like, can you believe Logan Paul is here? And diddly, diddly, diddly. The, uh, right. Another question to have, like, success. Sorry, are you going to make another point? Well, I was just going to say, it's like, it's just when you lost your mind last year with the Bad Bunny stuff, where he did the WrestleMania match. And then for, like, six weeks afterwards, we're like, remember Bad Bunny? Remember when he was here? Remember when we were cool for five minutes? Just be cool. Just, just have remember, a better product. Do you remember there was that week when they just randomly advertised that Bad Bunny was going on tour? We were like, God, that's weird. And then the very next week he showed up in the Royal Rumble. was like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. That, uh, all of a sudden the yeah. tour dates things make so much sense now. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, you know, I think someone even just in the chat there, like, WWE's always been a kind of a celebrity company. Like, mm-hmm. every, there was a period of time when there was a celebrity every week as the Raw General Manager. Like, Rob Zombie was the Raw General Manager one week. Ozzy Osbourne. Like, they've had all of these names, right? That was a good one. I think it is because, I think why it's becoming sort of a thing now is because it's it's so much more focused than what it has been. Like, previously, you know, like when they brought in Stephen Amell for that SummerSlam thing, that was a one-time deal. I know he, that was the one match on the card. That was the one celebrity match. And you're like, cool, that's the celebrity match on the card. But I just, as I said earlier, we're looking at a SummerSlam match, a SummerSlam card where there are two celebrity matches on the card. You look at the WrestleMania card that we've just gone, and there were so many like celebrity and part-timer matches that you're like, oh, right, no, this is now just, this is so much more different than having a celebrity show up. This mm-hmm. is now your new norm. This is now your new blueprint for what a successful pay-per-view for us looks like. Yeah. It's... It's really kind of disheartening because it's not the direction I was hoping this company was going to go. And again, I just, what what sort of long-term return are you looking It's very short-sighted to me. It's so short-term. It's a very short-term solution. Who is going to get over by just having the celebrities come in? 
because I don't think Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn really got more over from being involved with Logan Paul the year last year. The Miz hasn't gotten more over. It's not, that's not how it works anymore. Austin they don't theory, get Austin Theory didn't get over from the Pat McAfee no. thing. If anything, it actually just showed that Austin Theory's rubbish because Austin yeah. Theory lost to Pat McAfee and then Pat McAfee lost to Vince. So, like, it yeah. was just like Austin Theory is absolutely cack. But you know what? Just stick yeah. the US title on him and he's all right. Right. And it just goes to show that WWE over the last 10 years has been so content to take short term gain and long term loss. And you would think that at some point, they would they change the direction of some of these things and start to actually invest in the future. And I mean, they've spent bajillions of millions of dollars on a performance center and they fired everyone in it and they've, you know, cleared house there. And the, the, the future is not going to come from there. Most likely, most likely they might get a surprise. Uh, Braun Breaker are probably going to do well, but come on, like, Hayes will do all right. Carmelo Hayes is going to be fantastic. Already is, you know. There, there are there are potential stars for sure. Zion Quinn's one of the ten, but apparently they're really high on him. I mean, did you hear him list off all the things that are going to make him a star? Vince McMahon basically wrote the list. Oh my god, it's just like every once in a while you get maybe one. Like I think Damian Priest came out looking all right immediately after the Bad Bunny thing, and then they ran into the ground. and I didn't care anymore. That is the WWE way of things, of course, but. I don't think we're going to be looking back in years to come at like, oh, yeah, you remember when Logan Paul really helped the WWE business upswing? I don't see a scenario where that happens. You might pop a few ratings, might get a few good numbers on Peacock, but like he'll be gone. And we're still going to have this lousy roster that is very, very, very thin. And I would rather have that time spent building stars than being like, hey, we're friends with a celebrity. Well, Tempest, this is where you're wrong, you see. And this is where you're ah, not yes. seeing this is where you're not seeing the big picture. Because you're right. Like it is short term. Ah, like, I'm right, you know, have, I'm wrong. <laughs> like, exactly. Like WWE bringing in Logan Paul is a short sighted thing to do. WWE relying on Pat McAfee to do these matches and bump these ratings and, and bump pay per view numbers is a short term thing to do. But it's why people say that a, being a driving instructor is the most stable job you can ever have in this world, because there will always be teenagers learning to drive. Mm. If you are, if your business model is bring in celebrities, guess what? There will always be. There will always yeah. be a new celebrity. There will always be a new celebrity, and if there's always so many celebrities, one of them will have grown up a WWE fan. One of them will have grown up and been like, I used to watch John Cena all the time. He was my favorite wrestler. And they'll come in and do John Cena and whoever it is, taking on The Miz and Baron Corbin. And that'll be SummerSlam 2026. That's one of your big main events. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. But I do think this is where it becomes much more dangerous because, again, not everyone's going to be Bad Bunny. Not everyone's going to be Pat McAfee. Not everyone's going to be Logan Paul. I think they could be very strategic and choose which celebrities they want to use in years to come and try and vet the ones that will, you know, not be good at this. But wrestling's really hard. <laughs> it's it really, really, is. really, really hard. So Why would like, I do it? The, yeah. Just the idea of, well, we'll just get another person that will teach to wrestle. That is, that is, that makes me clench up a little bit. Because that's how we end up getting, you know, a, a show filled with celebrities. Because 
Oh, there's just more of them. We'll get another one. Oh, TikTok stars. The guy, what? J- oh. uh, Harlow, whatever his name is. Jack Harlow, maybe. He's I'm a TikTok guy. Clue. Put him on there. I'm a blues clue. But is. that'll be the next thing, right? It'll be a guy that's got yeah. like, or a girl or whatever that's got like, I don't know, 50 billion TikTok followers or whatever, whatever nonsense. Yeah. And that'll be the Gen- next Gen Z is. Did I get it? Did I get that name right? Gen Z TikTok. <laughs> 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 like they'll just you know bring one of these kids in and like that's their next big star like it's what their whole yeah. athletes thing is because they tried the indie thing like that nxt's business model of we're going to bring in the best wrestlers from around the world and put them under one roof and teach them the ww style and then from there we'll move them into the main roster and those will be our new crop of wrestlemania main events it didn't work because vince looked at them and we were like ah they're too small they're not this flipped this that it's not the wwe style because what they ended up doing was not teaching these people the wwe style what they told them to do mm-hmm. was just do your roh matches uh, just yeah. do them on pay-per-view and we'll just have the best pay-per-views every single month and they did that and it was awesome and we all loved it but as a wwe business model it didn't work so they're now yeah. looking at just bringing athletes that have no wrestling training because we can then mold them into our vision. And that, that just becomes our guy. They can just become our WWE wrestlers. And that's what's going to carry this company forwards. You know, like, I, I don't know what... What's Gable Stevenson done since, you know, going been drafted to Raw last October or November, whatever it was? Like, he had a one show... Chad Gable. Yeah, he had one showing at WrestleMania and has done nothing since. But hey, there was all that interest that I'm sure the New York Post wrote that Gable Stevenson was in WWE. And that, you know, that 24 hour news cycle, that's all they need. That little crumb, a crumb of interest from the mainstream media. I would argue that they need more. <laughs> I mean, I would too. I absolutely <laughs> would do too. <laughs> I would argue you need a long-term strategy, but like, you know, the long-term mm-hmm. strategy is Roman. So like, that's fine. <laughs> the other guy who's going to leave. He's already oh. gone. He's not, he's not there. Yeah. I was like, he's not wrestling on premium live events anymore. We're going to see him like, he's going to be the new Brock Lesnar. We'll see him every few months. And we'll be pleased about it, I guess. You know, again, you will maybe appreciate this, Mr. Brian and Vinny show. I remember after the review, very specific, the review of TLC 2015 when Sheamus beat Roman Reigns for the WWE (laughs) Championship in a TLC match. And they were like, why? They keep trying to make Roman Reigns into the next John Cena. Why don't you just have him be the next Brock Lesnar? (laughs) This is not what I had in mind. (laughs) This is not, this was not the, the mission. This Man, wasn't the assignment. You don't think that like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar is not going to be an amazing match at SummerSlam? Do you not think that they're going to do their yeah, Superman yeah. punches and their German suplexes and do some spears and some F5s and bam, bam, thank you, man. Nine minutes later, we're done. Nice uh, Ed Whalen reference. I appreciate that as a Canadian. Yeah, uh, it might be good. It might be. I don't yeah, think I've it will seen... be Tempest because I've seen their matches since. Like they, like yeah. they had had one good match five years ago, and everyone's just like, 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 hey, they had a great match then. Like, I, That's I think sad. that last, sorry, was it seven years ago? Seven years Get ago. out of town! Oh my god, you're right, it was as well. That WrestleMania 31 yeah. match is the only good match that they've had, and yeah. like, I, I can't, I, I haven't seen a good one since. Actually, to say that the Fatal yeah. Four Way was good that they were yes. happened to be a part of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm. I don't know when. Whenever a big stipulation match is in the main event of a WWE pay per view, it's usually pretty good. 
you know. Last man standing matches are kind of hit and miss, but if Paul Heyman's putting it together, he kind of has a, a view for spectacle and carnage and destruction and that sort of thing in these matches. So I don't know. Maybe this one will be good. They keep trying. Well, they're bound I, to hit the bullseye by accident again I at would, some point. <laughs> I'd love to eat some humble pie. I really, really yeah. would. Um, I suppose we'll, we'll kind of wrap up this main discussion point we've got here. Um, just to answer the question, can Logan Paul succeed in WWE? And kind of like secondary to that, do WWE see any benefits off the back of this? I think, well, it all depends on what you consider success. If he earns his money and he's happy and he pops them ratings, yeah, I guess that would be considered a success. If we're looking back on it in five years' time and be like, wow, Logan Paul really killed the careers of all these people that he beat. I can't believe that time Logan Paul beat Braun Breaker in his debut. You know, that will be bad. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's trying to guess if WWE is going to do the right thing is a losing effort at best. So I think there's a total possibility that he could be successful in the WWE could see a net gain from this. But does that happen? I do not have the slightest clue. I think the WWE will like we said earlier, they'll see some short term game from this. Yeah. Like exactly. the, you know, the first the first few shows that he'll do, they'll they'll get a bit of a ratings bump off the back of them. And I think there'll be some interest going into SummerSlam because he's having a match. And I think that'll happen. The problem is is when he's doing his third or fourth WrestleMania match that like right. i think the, the interest will have dwindled then both from a fan perspective and from like a media attention perspective like he is not he's not going to do the like the one million buys or whatever he got for his boxing match on pay-per-view like that I, that's not going to translate into WWE. and like why that doesn't translate i honestly don't know because you'd think it's the same thing you'd think logan paul doing a wacky gimmick thing and like that boxing match was more worked than wrestling like it's, it's it was, cool though well, that's it's a, cool guess, though it is problem. culture yeah. wwe is so not cool it's the furthest thing from cool and those boxing shows like whether they're a work or or some ridiculous cash grab nonsense people celebrities are going there they, they're the ones showing up and be like yeah i'll take seats in the front row for this nonsense social gathering when was the last time you saw like oodles of celebrities in the main event of like or in the crowd of WrestleMania? You see like a few of them behind them at like the commentary desk, and that's it. But it's a happening. It's an event to go to that one. I think the, the, I would counter that by asking the question of like when was the last time you saw oodles of celebrities at a wrestling show that were also into that wrestling show? I'm talking about right. like. A Michael Clark Duncan at WrestleMania yeah. that was there to be like, oh my god, right. I'm at I'm at WrestleMania and I'm having the best time and I'm really yeah. into this, as opposed yeah. to just like, look, it is NBA All Star. I don't know, I can't make Trey Young. Trey Young just standing there and he just goes, thumbs up. How to be here? He gets a little name button. Mm-hmm. You never see him again because he gets carted off somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Again, WWE, not cool. <laughs> it's not cool, guys. Um, but cool. we're cool. Um, speaking of which, actually, yeah. the last news story I wanted to touch on before we get in is um, Dave Meltzer is reporting that free agent as of next month, apparently, Io Shirai is not looking to re-sign with WWE. They offered her a contract, and she has turned it down. And we may be seeing uh, the last of Io Shirai in WWE. Those Zoe Stark segments really took their toll on her. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when people thought she was cool? 
Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to hear it. Another yeah. one will be free, you know? Kind of in a way, yeah. Because I, I, it's disappointing. Is yes. Deeply disappointing. Deeply but... disappointing. Video Shirai is, is emblematic of the let's bring in the best wrestlers from around the world because they'll be the ones that are taking our company forward versus the new model of actually we just want people who don't have interest from elsewhere. Like we don't want people who are stars before they get here from wrestling. So she was never going to work. I don't think in WWE. I think the second they went to 2.0, she was dead. She was dead in the water. Kind of the same with yeah. Roderick Strong. Dead in the water the second they moved to 2.0. I mean, it's... I. Asuka has done well. For WWE standards, Asuka has done well. She's an established star, has pretty consistent-ish booking. If for WWE standards, at least, you know typically top of the women's division, I would consider Asuka a success. I have not seen any other Japanese stars have that level of success in this wave since NXT started. Like Nakamura won the Royal Rumble, but hasn't done anything since then. Kento was never never big in, in WWE. Kyrie Sane never did he, well. In he WWE. was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal that one time, Tempest. He sure was, Luke. And he <laughs> got eliminated by the big show. And he looked like a geek. And it really does bum me out that you will look at the NXT roster and see Io Shirai and everyone else. And Io Shirai is the one that they want to use to get the other people over. Let's have Io Shirai wrestle the Cora Jades and the and the Mandy Roses and the Raquel Gonzalez's and such. Like, I don't know why. Well, I do know why, because Vince is a nut and he doesn't want good, talented wrestlers on the main roster. And that's just how he wants his company. And more power to him. He can bury it. Anyone's going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. But, like, why wasn't Io Shirai on the main roster a year and a half ago when she lost the NXT women's title? Instead, she had to stay in NXT and be in a tag team with racist-ass Zoe Stark. It's the same reason with Bailey. Like, you know, yeah. Bailey had to stay behind because they took up uh, Charlotte Banks and Becky. And they were like, what? Oh, we need someone else who can stay here and show all our new girls how to work. Like, she needs to work with the the Mandy Roses and the Eva Marie's and this and the other to sort of show them how to kind of get the best out of the, this brand. And that's what that's the role that EO took. She was once she was the Bailey of her time. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of is baffling to me because I think that you could make a very solid argument that Io Shirai is maybe the best women's wrestler in the world. Like, she's very, like, top tier. She's excellent. Best moonsault in the world. Easily. Best moonsault. Easily. So uh, whether yeah. she goes to stardom, whether she goes some other American promotion, she's going to do great wherever. It makes me sad that I won't see her on the show that I review every week. But I, I think she'll be better off for it. <laughs> Yeah, I think so too. Like, I, I think for me, it's not a case of like, I'm I'm disappointed that I'm not going to see her on TV every week. I think the thing that disappoints me is that I should have already been seeing her on TV every week uh, on Raw and SmackDown. Like, she should have already been out there and killing it. Like, they had, like, her, Kyrie Saint's another one. Like, Dakota Kai's a great one of just like, they yeah. should have been on that main roster eons ago. They should have been already been like in WrestleMania programs, and they weren't. Yeah. They were kept behind in, in NXT for various different reasons, and then they left. And then that that kind of bumps me out a little bit because I think that they could have done something really, 
really good in that company. You, uh, I might say, I might watch my mouth because I might turn this into a list at some point. But uh, the the list of people, the stars to go through just NXT and never get called up, that list is pretty staggering at this point. And when you consider how much money they signed these talent to, to only appear on NXT, the biggest money losing show that's on TV that they have, I don't see how that makes any sense. I mean, y'all had Adam Cole under contract for like four years and never put him on the main roster. Insanity. I was about to say Pete Dunn was another one that I forgot he was on the main roster. <laughs> like, who? Who is that? <laughs> Literally, I was thinking about this just the other week and I made the exact same mistake. I was just pushing the shopping trolley around like a supermarket and stuff. And I was just like, whatever happened to Pete Dunn in WWE? <laughs> like, why didn't they do anything with Pete Dunn? And then I was like, oh no, he is on, he's on SmackDown. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, let's get into your ultra chats. Join the conversation. Rustle.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollar level. Mod Mother, if you are around, I, I think you are on the, the, the stream today. If you are, thank you all so much for your hard work. We always appreciate it. Can we get a poll going? Um, are you excited for Logan Paul in WWE? Yes and no. Like, I'm, I'm curious to know. Curious to know. 
Uh, anyway, here on the subject of Logan Paul, Ten Ruzza said a few things. Number one, Bad Bunny instead of Logan Paul, please. Well, there's your problem is that Bad Bunny is legitimately like, he's too successful elsewhere to commit to a <laughs> WWE thing. Yeah, full time or whatever part time this is going to be. Yeah, give me Bad Bunny again. I miss Bad Bunny. Uh, number two, how long until WWE becomes Triller Fight Club? Number three, how long until he's just a guy? Couldn't give an F if he comes in, giving me more reason to not care about WWE. Claudio in WWE, now that is good. Um, yeah, I, I think number three, he'll never just be a guy because they will always present him as a big deal. So I think that I, I don't think he'll ever just be a guy. I mean, a guy to who? He's a guy to me. I'm not tuning in to see <laughs> You know, yeah. he's just a guy on the show to me. So like, That's true. he's already not special. I've seen him at WrestleMania already. But if, you know, if they make a big deal out of it, yeah, I'll give it a few matches, three, four, maybe. Then I'd be a little concerned. Uh, Will Campbell said, the difference between Logan Paul, Pat McAfee, and Bad Bunny and other celebrity matches is that the three of them are actually good at wrestling. Get the frustration and the cynicism, but at least they're bringing in stars who can actually wrestle. That is a, a fair point, Will, actually. Like, you know, we'd said this about um, Pat McAfee, and it's, it's very true of um, Logan Paul as well. And that's what I said earlier, like, Logan Paul was awesome at WrestleMania. Like, they will have, like, the fun celebrity matches. I think more my point is, perhaps the cynicism side of things is, like, how long does that last? Because, like, right. if Logan Paul has a great match at WrestleMania, but then has a completely butt match at SummerSlam, does then that, do, do then, like, the, the excitement then from being in the Rumble completely lessens? I think so. I, I think so. I think that is just kind of like, well, this will work until it doesn't. And then the first time that it works, like, all right, we don't want to see it anymore. Get rid of it. Uh, That's Omar Jose said, uh, I agree it's a big time signing, even if I don't like the guy. That being said, I would definitely pay a good amount of money to watch Walter chop him to death on live TV. Ooh, if you put Logan Paul against Walter, I'm watching. I'm it. in. I'm watching. That's that the I'm watching. one match. That's the one match. If you book it, I will watch. The problem. Okay. No, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on it slightly. Because I would be more into that match if Paul is the heel and Walter is the babyface. Mm -hmm. I I've got I've got well, zero yeah. in I've got zero interest in watching babyface Logan Paul mounting a underdog comeback against Walter. Right. That every everything where I'm like I'd look forward to this scenario with Logan Paul. They're all him being the heel. <laughs> he cannot be the babyface in any scenario, and I will look forward to it. Um, uh, Chris here says they don't do this with women. You don't see many celebrities on that side, except for Ronda. They do have multiple on the brink of breaking into the Hollywood mainstream. That's actually a fairly point. Like, I mean, yeah, they don't really tend to bring in like, apart from Maria Menounos and Snooki, yeah, the yeah. only ones I can really think of, and, and of course Ronda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I don't know. I don't really know what to to point to with it. I mean. Cardi B was uh, was oh, saying, "Oh, I yeah. used to watch wrestling a year ago." And that's right. And Lacey, and then Evans, Lacey opened Evans got her big mouth. Yeah, Lacey Evans got real upset about it. And then Cardi B was like, "I have no idea who you are." <laughs> like, yeah, it's on like, TV, who are you, you like thirty thousand Twitter follower ass wrestler talking to to Cardi B. You know, so yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Just maybe not as much interest. 
again, that, a lot the of thing, these yeah. people, I assume, are being like, yeah, I'll do WWE. Oh, I'll come in and do a wrestling match. Hell yeah. I watched WWE since I was a kid. Maybe there aren't as many female celebrities coming to them and being like, I'll do a match. That's the key to it, yeah. right? It's like with Logan Paul and with Bad Bunny and, and with Pat McAfee. It's like, well, they were wrestling fans. Like they grew up being wanting yeah. to be John Cena, right? So like you need to have those. I, I it, It's finding that celebrity that also has that story. Right. Uh, and Ted said, um, we'll love the team of Cargill and Banks to use their celebrity pull for AEW. Luke Stevenson has expressed interest in going back to his state wrestling school. Just need Shaq back for a match in AEW and Snoop to make an appearance. Rock versus Reigns, WrestleMania 39. I mean, yeah, look, that's one of the... You're looking at the you know, the wrestling landscape currently for WWE. The big match that they've got lined up for WrestleMania is a celebrity main event of the Rock versus Roman Reigns for the titles. It's the biggest one. It's the biggest one you could do. It's the biggest you match know, they've got. Maybe one of the biggest actors in the world. He's definitely the best wrestler in Hollywood, you know? Yeah, versus, like, yeah. their big star. Like, they, yeah. their top guy now for, for multiple years. It is legit the biggest match they could put on that card. And that and I think that says a lot about WWE and the way that they have treated their roster over the last few years. Uh, yeah. I mean, you are, you, you are desperate to know where Shaq went in AEW, so... Yeah, not you, Luke. <laughs> when I was like, "Hey, Luke, here's the here's the prep work for your list of the ten biggest missed opportunities in AEW so far," and you're like, "He put Shaq disappearing on here. I'm taking that out." I I kept it in in the end. And you kept That's, it in. You I kept, kept it, it in, in the end. You're right. You're right <laughs> to keep it in. Because where did he go, Luke? He disappeared. He's still out there in the woods somewhere. He's sharpening a stick to to shank Cody <laughs> with it. <laughs> Oh. Um, uh, else? Um, yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah, I think if Banks goes to AEW, whether she does or not, I don't know. I'd imagine, like, if I'm if I was to make put money on her, I think Sasha Banks would probably not not jump straight back to wrestling. For the, I, I think WWE are desperate to bring her back, and that's why you do it in wrestling. That's why you be this generation's Alundra Blaze or or whatever, jump ship and. I wish she still had a belt because she would literally drop it in the trash and it would be it would be legendary. But I mean, I will be honest, Jade Cargill and Sasha Banks involved with each other in some way. I think that's money. Do you know I what? Like, there's, there's a lot to that. Angela uh, on this show made that pitch of like putting her with the baddies. And then having Sasha Banks be like, I'm going to like work my way. I'm, I, you know, I, the, the fight then for the leadership of the group. Yeah something it's a cool story i think so i i don't know i just look at like i think sasha banks could step in and be like obviously one of if not the biggest women stars in in aew like clearly she's as a star level she's bigger than all of them just by being in star wars and on hot ones and that sort of thing but man you could literally line her up against any potential opponent or teammate or whatever in AEW and i think that that would make for some pretty good television i'd have jade pretty near the top though uh ten resident said lance the main story is io shirai possibly joining Kyrie and stardom which is what we just discussed earlier um i'll be happy to see that i hope Asuka will wrap it up in wwe soon as well i'm looking forward to rampage tonight i think corbin in the jericho appreciation society would work happy canada day you brits tempest keep uh, whatever <laughs> bear corbin in the jericho no no <laughs> 
this goes back to to like Ollie's idea that he wants them all to wrestle like Baron Corbin. It's a it's bad look, idea. Like I I love Ollie like a brother. That it's a oh, trash no. idea. It's a trash That's suggestion. It, it it does not work. Uh, the 666 Sentinel, uh, this is a leftover chat from yesterday's AEW review, said the ass claimed have no right to be as hilarious as they are. Bowens and Castor oud charisma. The ass boys are getting better in the ring each match. Daddy ass is the best guy to these goofs. Ollie is right. They are the best faction in all elite wrestling right now. Jam that jam. I disagree. <laughs> but do they beat those like New Japan young boys dead easily, like just Billy Ass yeah, and Max Caster? I think they hurt one of them too. Maybe oh, one oh, of them. It might not have been the same one. Was Alex Coglin in that match? I'm not sure. They, they all yeah. kind of blended together. I yeah, think he sure. was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got hurt uh, either in that match or shortly afterwards, which is unfortunate. But uh, no, the Ass claimed are not the best faction. <laughs> I love the acclaimed. Everybody oh, loves yeah. the acclaimed. Everybody loves you know. the acclaimed. And the uh, rest of them I can do with them. Enes Ogre has been a member for 11 months in a row. said, Tempest needs to be a lot more energetic and happy. Hope everything goes well with this new chapter of your life. Thank you for all of the entertainments. <laughs> he seems to be a lot more energetic and happy. You said he used to be. I was like, what? Did you see me dancing at the start? I got so much space now. I, I, it has been very reinvigorating. I will say that. I felt it this week. I'm just, I feel like I'm walking on a cloud. It's, it's, it's unreal. It's wonderful to have you here. Uh, Legit Underboss said, all of this talk of Hollywood celebrities on this show, that of all the shows Denise is to miss. <laughs> So happy Canada, uh, Canada Day, Lord Tempest. Yeah, I mean, we really could have done with like Hollywood Salcedo here to wait. And she literally could have told us uh, of celebrities that are wrestling fans. She probably she's probably got them on speed dial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, happy Canada Day in the meantime. You get happy the Canadian Canada. on Canada Day instead of uh, the Hollywood person on, on Hollywood Day. And I learned something about Canada Day, didn't I, Tempest? We and you I did. were chatting earlier. I learned that it's real big. And Ontario is real far away from British Columbia. I didn't know. I didn't realize it was yeah. that far away. And it's then I said to you, far. I was like, wow, look how close you are to New York City. And you said, no, we're not. <laughs> I mean, it's just so easy to miss Canada with them tucked all the way down there. <laughs> it looks so, it looks like it's such a short distance on that map. It, really looks, mm -hmm. it looks so much closer than apparently it is. Yeah, it does. <laughs> You drive six hours in Ontario and you don't leave the province. <laughs> you drive six hours, you go to a, two different countries. If you're oh, here. dude, it takes me. I could get it. I can get to Wales in three hours. Actually, now that I've moved, more like five. But I can get to Wales in three hours. I can get to a whole different country and drive and get around. Yeah. Um, congratulations to Spencer Trainer, who's become one of our new members and adds in hey boys brand new member i wish they'd realize these celebrity matches do not need championship belts glad to see you in the uk tempest good job homie liw for life so this is a i mean a bit of a hot topic that i've heard on a few other podcasts which is like, like yeah let's do rock versus roman at wrestlemania but you don't need the belts on the line and i feel like i'm the only one screaming into the void being like of course the belts will be on the line like if you're doing the rock versus roman the belts are on the line because in WWE's eyes, like that makes it the bigger match. It's winner takes all. It's it's adding mm -hmm. that. It, you know, Roxena too didn't need the belts on the line, but they put them on the line. See, 
this is a much longer conversation topic that I would like to get into here because this has kind of been like Louis Dangor's drum that he's beat on Twitter. And every time he tweets out that this needs to be for the belt, he gets all the Twitter people to like descend on him, which, you know, is what he does. But I don't know. I can see it going both ways. I've seen a lot of people be like, no, this does not need the title. You put the title on something else and it makes it more predictable. Well, I don't care about predictability in this in this match. It, the Rock is not going to beat Roman Reigns. If he does, I will eat those words, but I do not see it. And so far, the concept of the head of the table has been uh, uh, embodied, not embodied, but the title has been... It's been the, embiggened. It has been embiggened. It embiggened the strongest man. It's a perfectly cromulent word. <laughs> I do think that the title is more linked to all this than just, nah, you just have them lose it to somebody else. And then the rock will come out and they say, Oh, I'm really the head of the table. And then they have a match. I think it would mean more if this was the main event of WrestleMania for the double championship, the rock being like, no wrestling is still my family business. And I'm going to be the champion one last time. And I'm going to beat you because you need to be put in your place. Little brother, little ooze. You know, something like that. I don't know. It doesn't make a big difference. The match will be great. The match will sell out the building. It'll be a big deal one way or the other. I would probably put the titles on them. That being said, if that involves Roman Reigns holding the titles until then and not being on TV, take those titles away immediately. I think he's just going to hold the belt so mania. I also want to clarify my point as well. The, um, the match does not need the titles. Mm. The match will have the titles, though. Right. Like, <laughs> that's the point I'm making. It's like, of course, it's going to have the titles. It doesn't need them, uh, but it's gonna have them. It will, won't it? Oh my god, I cannot take a full year of part-time Roman Reigns as, as double champion. That's okay. unacceptable. If he was on for every week, I'm fine with it. I wanted a four-year reign, eight-year reign, beat San Martino's record. Caleb K says, while Logan might not be a draw for most AEW fans, I do think that it'll be a success for the US casual audience. Oh, actually, that's an interesting point. Like, I wouldn't have thought that, like, bringing him in as a way to kind of, like, get AEW fans across. Like, it is just for that casual audience. Like, that's who the people who they're trying to appeal to, right? Mm. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. If that's, what, if that's what hooks the casual fan, the casual fan that supposedly doesn't exist, eh, more power to him. Look, I'm one of those people that doesn't believe it exists. Um, uh, he also adds, when is Ollie going to start the Sasha Banks to AEW confirmed? Happy Canada Day, Tempest. I, Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll be doing the full thing. Like, it was just a running gag we had for CM Punk. But then he actually came back, so the joke doesn't really work anymore. Yeah. Um, and lastly, Legit Underboss says, Joe Mangliano is a wrestling fan. He took Sofia Figuera to a PWG show and is rumored to be in a D&D group with Tall Paul. Well, Joe Mangliano, like, he is a big D&D head. He's a massive D&D nerd. Um, I didn't know Big Show was a tall Oh, I didn't know, the, didn't know Tall Paul was there, though. Sofia Figuera, like, I, that's the, but the problem is, like, yeah, Sofia Figuera is, but she was a celebrity from 10 years ago. Like she is mm. not a she's not a modern current day celebrity, I would argue. Like she is not the mm. sort of things like because what they're trying to appeal to is kids, the Gen Zers that are on TikTok and right. stuff, right? Like so as my, I love Sophia Vergara, don't get me wrong, I think Modern Family is quite a fine little program. I don't think she's gonna be quite the draw, the sort of celebrity draw that they're after. 
No, I'd think not. And as much as I'd like to see Joe dress up as Deathstroke or something, <laughs> yes. or Flash, Flash Thompson, that works too. <laughs> Go and bully Peter Parker in the in the halls of of whatever. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I like Deathstroke though. I think that's a really cool outfit. You should wear that to a wrestling show. And lastly here from Spencer Trainer, who just said, my last Ultra Trap for today, but I've also become a $25 Patreon backer. You've picked an excellent Thank time you. to do it. Said, I got a very good job recently, and I have to give back to the people who kept me going through such a rough time in my life. Love you guys. Well, we love you, Spencer. Enjoy all the content over at Patreon.com, which includes mine and Ollie's review of TNA Slammiversary 2005, which Tempest, you will be unsurprised to hear, features a spirited debate about whether or not the King of the Mountain stipulation is actually good or not. Oh, I've heard. I've heard the cliff notes of this debate. I can't wait to listen to it myself. Because, <laughs> I look, I've got a record. I think it's a great match. I think it's a great yeah. stipulation. I can't see anything wrong with it. I don't know why Brian Alvarez yeah. was so mad about it. Brian Alvarez <laughs> and Vinny V always so mad about the King of the Mountain match. No idea. The penalty box is a great idea. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to get you to make some TNA content on BFK or something. <laughs> oh, I would love it. Just like, take me through all of the great TNA matches, great TNA, oh, like the TNA storylines you all forgot. That'd be my, that'd be my deal. Um, anyway, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Just to remind you here that uh, I do think Insane Clown Posse are better than Disturbs. Um, I mean, you can't argue with facts, though, can you? Um, we, <laughs> we've got the end of our poll here. Are you excited for Logan Paul in WWE? 68% of the audience have said no. 32% have said yes. So, well, couldn't even make it 69. Nice. Not nice, y'all. So, Tempest, it's your, uh, I mean, I can't say it's your first weekend, it's your second weekend here, but like, I would say this is your first full weekend uh, in mm -hmm. the country because you uh, spent a lot of that Saturday traveling and then Sunday was working with us. So, what is your first weekend looking like? Money in the Bank live reaction. Oh, god damn, you're doing the Money in the Bank reaction, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I forgot doing about a that. viewing of an apartment tomorrow at 9.30 and then I'm arriving at the, at at, at work at like 10 and i don't think i'm really gonna leave until the wee hours of sunday morning that's gonna be a long day but i'll spend it with good people and it's not gonna be too bad oh that's right yeah because you'll be doing like the new are you doing the news portion of the i don't know if i'm doing the news portion this week or if pete's gonna do smackdown and news and i'm gonna do rampage and we do the review and then on and on we go i don't know i don't know what the plan is gonna be for after that but yeah i think that might change but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, have, I have something i have a story that i want to tell because oh, uh, this do? happened yes i do because this happened last night I'm, I'm very proud of it uh so a few of us went out uh last night i didn't work yesterday it was my toil for uh for forbidden door and so it was andy datson's birthday spoilers if people didn't know that we we went out for his birthday and of course games were brought one of the games was Six Nimit. Mm, now, great game. great game. Great game. Had a really bad start. Really bad start. Not, not good at all. I ended up uh, with, I think, 31 points after the first hand, which Ooh. is like you're halfway to dead. 
immediately. And then the second round, I got like 18 points. And so that put me like right kind of getting close to this precipice. I was at like, I was at 49 and then I got 16 more and I got to 65 and you need 66 to, to crash out. And I did not pick up one more card the rest of the game. I I rode that lightning the entire rest of the way and did not pick up a single extra card. And I think it was like I was a wide out in front as the obvious candidate to be the one to lose this. But I think I ended up like tied for second place. Because everyone else ended up passing me. And I was so proud. So proud of that one. <laughs> that is something to be well proud of. Where did I, but my bigger question is, where did you go? Where, what pub did you go to? Uh, I'm bad with names of all these things. You, you know where you go over the bridge, and then there's the stalls, and you get all the different street food. and there's the bar uh, Okay, you, you went to one of those. Yeah. I actually haven't been there yet. So when, oh. we, fir- when we first moved to Zahakani Wick, that was all being built. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't open. It was all finished like during the pandemic. So like we came right. back and like, and so I haven't really been, but pretty much since the pandemic and since being back from the pandemic, I've been in like dad mode. So like I'm going mm-hmm. home to like look after the kid and stuff and, and help my wife out. So I have still only seen really parts of like Hagney. I haven't seen any of the new stuff that's like across mm-hmm. the way. Like I know you like the, the other guys in the office go quite a bit for me. It's still the merchant, uh, the merchant South, which I, I absolutely love and four quarters down the way. But yeah, I haven't tried any of the new cool places yet. One of the places that I feel are like really hackney, really, mm-hmm. really hackney, those places. And I want to yeah. try them. I think like once the kids are a year old, you know, come September, I might have, like I might be able to take the chains off a little bit and might be able to like actually go out of an evening. Because I felt really bad because like Abby, social media Abby was down um because she comes up every like couple of weeks or so like because she doesn't live in london so she comes up and stays like a tuesday and then goes back on the wednesday and um i, I said to her i was like oh, what did you do on tuesday night she's like i just went back to my hotel room and just watched love island and went to bed and i was like oh that's, that's a real shame she's like yeah no one does anything on a tuesday and i'm like and then because you all went out on the wednesday to do andy's quiz and then went out on the thursday to do andy's birthday i was like mm. oh man I, I feel like next time you're up we need to make an effort to like do something on a tuesday to really like yeah. you know, show show everybody that they don't have to just go back to her hotel room and sit on her own yeah. and watch love islands oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm not in charge of any of these plans you are yeah, not in charge, but but neither am I because I'm like yeah. trying to rush out the door so I can get and like, drive down the bloody M20 so I can get back to Kent of all places. Um, anyway, I, do you know what? That's all we've got time for in this edition of the show. If anyone's curious about my weekend, taking the kids swimming. That is it. The sun is shining. I'm going to put together some patio furniture in a little bit. And I'm going to go sit on my goddamn patio and I'm going to have myself a beer. And I cannot wait because the sun is beautifully shining. It's a wonderful blue sky. And I'm going to take advantage of it. So uh, if this podcast felt short, it's because I was rushing through it so that I didn't have to <laughs> sit indoors for much longer. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Back tomorrow, Tempest and Pete will be reviewing SmackDown and Rampage, a very, very interesting episode of Rampage. Uh, by the old, by all sounds of things, yeah. I don't know. Spoilers. I don't know. Anything. I tell you what, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I haven't anything. even watched Blood and Guts. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> haven't even watched oh, dude. it. No. Watch Blood and Guts, man. We got to yeah. watch it on the fight account. Now you can watch it on the fight account here. Like, just uh, if you haven't got the details, like... yeah, I've, well, I've had my own fight account. And I've just been using it. Yeah. Well, you got I'll watch week. it. I just ain't had time. 
use the work one now um yeah. anyway that's what we've got time for in this edition of the podcast take care everyone love you goodbye oh on sunday uh ollie and i'll be reviewing money in the bank uh love you bye Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.